0: Astoria to the Rockaways, it's time for the Queen's New Yorker, and here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason Oh Yeah-hey! ladies and gentlemen, all right, yes, oh, <laughs> wow, thank you, yeah, Hoo hoo hoo. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of The Queen's New Yorker. It is Thursday, March 11, 2021. It is episode number 171, and we are just continually climbing the ladder of episodes, ready to go into another look at uh, this series of beaches that we have uh, really, I want to say, more or less, we've scratched the surface a little bit. Um, New York beaches you will only find them really in the Rockaways. There are very few scattered along the state line up in like upstate New York or going up, you know, as you go along the coast. But most of the areas of the beaches that we are talking about lie between the Rockaways, Arvine, far rockaway, uh, the Ponzit breezy point so we're going to talk about a a park that does have a beach and we might have touched base on this a while back when we did the series on parks but we're going to look at jacob reese park today on the queen's new yorker yes jacob reese park one of the more popular parks that has a beach actually yes oh yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So we're going to look at the history of Jacob Reese Park. But remember, it's on the Rockaway Peninsula. So the peninsula, basically, as you know, is a piece of land surrounded by water, kind of like an island you know, in a way, but it is connected by so much um, of the bays, Jamaica Bay, you have John F. Kennedy Airport kind of reeling itself in that area, and you got a lot of wildlife over there too, there's a wildlife refuge over there, we'll talk about that too as we look at uh, environmental things that are going on with the the bays and other fun stuff, we have a lot to cover and we still have so much more to talk about when we come out of the the series on beaches. We're going to be looking at, because um, spring training is already happening. The New York Mets are already playing baseball. And we're getting close to opening day, which is going to actually be the end of April. So we're going to be talking soon about sports teams. And, you know, we're going to be talking about the New York Mets, basically, because that is the Queens' favorite team the New York Mets, and I would actually say that some Queens people like the Yankees more than they like the Mets, but I know there is a connected group that likes the Mets very much, so we'll definitely be touching the Mets and the Yankees as well in our series on sports teams, so, you know, we'll scratch every bit of surface we possibly can, okay? Thank you very much for your continued support on Anchor. We're really looking good here. The... The the listens have actually jumped another thirty listens. We're up to two thousand five hundred seventy two listens. Uh, there's eighty one unique listeners out there. Thank you very much. There was over a hundred. It dropped a little bit. The episodes themselves, uh, right now, Rockaway Beach and the Boardwalk, fifty six listens. You keep climbing. Part two, twenty six. Jeff Conway got a big thirty one plays. I am really surprised. You really like that 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 uh, that tribute to Jeff Conway. Thank you so much. I didn't I he got more than Fran Drescher, actually. That, <laughs> that's weird. But you know, hey, it, it goes with the territory. And another thing too, we're also on BitChute. B I T C H U T E Bit Shoot. What I'm gonna be doing over this vacation, because we'll be on vacation next week, so there'll be no episodes next week on our show. Um, except for Saturday, because I'm gonna be out of town for a little while. Gotta get some R and R, you know, off for ten days from my job. So taking some time off. On a sad note, though, I've had to cancel the decano discussion. And the reason being is is because the amount of followers that were coming on, great. Where are the views? They're not there. So how do you compensate for uh, that. And it's kind of quite difficult to put a two-hour show together. I used to be able to put a two-hour show ad-lib with music and, and commentary and all this good stuff. And I used to make the music the main focus of the show. Now when you talk about the discussion, it's very hard to really talk about discussional things. Because we're constantly on a verge of, you know, it's more whack like history than ever before. And some people like it, some people don't. So I just have to kind of find out... A counterbalance. But I realize, too, that my health is taking a toll, and I need to get back in shape. So what I'm going to do, starting on this vacation, is uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday will be the Queens New Yorker on its regular schedule basis. Like, we haven't changed. Legacy of Queens will still be on Sunday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to the gym. <laughs> yes, and that's starting tomorrow, actually. So I can't wait to do that and kind of take time for myself because I realize that. I I need to get into some serious shape and get back on the track to fitness here, okay? So, with all that put aside, and I'm also going to be working on uploading all of the archives to BitChute as well, too, okay? So, we have a second platform. All right, let's go now to Jacob Reese Park and get on with the show here. Enough of me babbling, you know? All right. So, remember all the information comes from the Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. So what is now the site of Jacob Reese Park on the western Rockaway Peninsula was underwater as recently as the early 19th century. The peninsula was gradually expanded westward by the natural uh, aceration of sand from tidal action. Okay, And by 1878, the peninsula extended as far as the current western boundaries of the park. The peninsula reached its current extents by the turn of the 20th century. And during the War of 1812, the United States Army erected a blockhouse west of the future park site on what was then an island, but it was demolished in 1818. Now, in 1880, the New York Woodhaven and Rockaway Railroad opened a railroad line between Mainland Queens and the Rockaways with a terminal in Rockaway Park. In 1879, with the railroad under construction, several New York businessmen formed the Rockaway Beach Improvement Company and drafted plans to create a landscape park and amusement area in the western Rockaways. This development would include hotels and a horse racing track. At the approximate location of Modern Reese Park would be a pavilion for beachgoers. The company purchased 750 acres of land between what are now Rockaway Park and Breezy Point, and later purchased 750 additional acres farther east. Okay, now you have Frederick Law Olmsted. he's the designer of Central Park, was contracted to survey the site. Part of one hotel called the Rockaway Beach Hotel or the Hotel Imperial was opened in August of 1881 with other hotels following it. But the park plans never materialized as the park company had gone bankrupt. This incomplete hotel was demolished by 1889. A street-line car line running across the peninsula operated by the Ocean Electric Railway opened in 1897 with its western and, and western and past Beach 149th Street with the modern park site. Now, in 1900, the property that would later become Reese Park was acquired by Edward P. Hatch, as part of two lots totaling 1,000 acres in size. The first plot, the Hatch Tract, was 350 acres, while the second, Bell Harbor Tract, was 650. The land consisted predominantly of marshland and meadows yet to be developed, and from 1902 to 1903, the city of New York initially attempted to create a seaside beach park in Staten Island. In 1904, the city planned to build an Oceanside Park in the Western Rockaways near Rockaway Point. Well, that's a breezy point, supported by Jacob Reese's Association for Improving the Condition of the Poor. The association, as well as New York City Mayor George B. McClellan, Jr., and Bellevue and Allied Hospitals, President John W. Brannan, also lobbied for a hospital and convalescent home to be established. March of 1906, Hatch expressed interest in selling the Hatch tract, with an asking price of $1 million. May 15, 1906, an act was passed in the New York State Legislature allowing for the purchase of beach property in or outside of the city for a maximum of $2.5 million. Now, the act also allowed a portion of the property to be leased for the creation of hospitals. The Hatch Tract was favored over other potential locations such as Coney Island and Staten Island due to its large beach area continuously extended by tidal action and beaches and surf of higher quality than the other sites. Now, because Hatch was offering the property at a much higher price than its appraised value of $200,000, the city sought to acquire the site via condemnation. Efforts to develop the park, then called Seaside Park, and the hospital were suspended on November 1st of 1907 due to the Panic of 1907, but resurrected in 1909 after campaigning from citizens and philanthropic groups. Following the death of Hatch in 1908, the Hatch Tract was acquired first by the West Rockaway Land Company, it was then sold to the Neponset Realty company, company, which was developing the Neponset neighborhood. Now valued between $850,000 and $1.5 million, the Neponset company offered to sell the site for $1.5 million. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Meanwhile, the New York Parks and Playgrounds Association campaigned for the city to purchase land for a 250-acres park. In Western Rockaway, the Parks Association created a Seaside Park Committee with the social reformer Jacob Reese as its chairman. Now the tract was acquired by the city on March 21st of 1912 via condemnation with the city paying around 1.3 million for the site. Around this time the park was renamed Telawana Park. <laughs> March 25th 1913 the tract was transferred to the New York City Parks Department the site for the hospital at the east end of the beach was transferred from the park's department on April 24, 1913. After Reese died in May of 1914, former United States President Theodore Roosevelt advocated for the renaming of the park to Jacob Reese Park. The name change was approved on January 4, 1915. The Ponset Beach Hospital for Children opened on April sixteenth. Of 1915, Beginning in late 1915, jetties were installed along the beach in order to prevent beach erosion and to capture sand from tidal action in order to extend the beach. The jetties were based on similar structures used in nearby Neponset. By 1917, 10 acres of land was added to the beach. The original plan for the park was created by Parks Department Landscape Architect Carl F. Pilot in 1913. Pilat was the nephew of Ignaz Anton Pilar or Pilat and had also designed Astoria Park around the same time. Uh, Pilat's design would have deviated significantly from the current layout. Much of the property north of Rockaway Beach Boulevard, then called Washington Avenue, would have been developed into recreational space with fields and courts for sports. Pilott's layout of the park utilized Beaux Arts Planning, characterized by pedestrian pathways organized in an axial arrangement with focal points at the southern beach Espalande, and at a bandstand at the north end of the park. The Jamaica Bay coastline at the north end of the site would have been utilized for an additional beach and boardwalk along with a marine basin for boats, and the lagoon. Now in addition to the space on the Atlantic Ocean, let's see, in addition to the space on the Atlantic Ocean coast used by Neponset Hospital, an additional tract on the west end of the beach would be utilized for a second health facility. Only one-third of the beach would have been part of the park. Now the parks department had held a contest in 1913 accepting submission of designs for the park. Pilott's plan incorporated elements of the six finalists in the competition. At the time, the Pilott plan was considered too expensive and was not implemented. And because of this and the onset of World War I, Reese Park remained largely undeveloped into the 1930s. Similar Beaux-Arts planning would later be incorporated into the fairgrounds of Flushing Meadows during the 1939 New York World's Fair. Then in 1917, with the emergence of World War I, the park site was leased to the United States Navy to create Naval Air Station Rockaway, one of the first naval air stations in the country, and a permit was issued by the Parks Department to the federal government on April 16th of 1917 with 60 acres allotted to the base. The station began operations on October 15th of that year. An additional 34 acres were ceded to the station in March of 1915. The now 94-acre base extended from Fort Tilden east to the location of the modern bathhouse. The station would be used as a departure point for the first transatlantic flight in 1919, accomplished by the Glenn Curtis-designed NC-4, and by the time the base was complete, the remaining 168 acres of the park had little development occurring. January 20th of 1921, U.S. Navy Rear Admiral James H. Glennon requested that the city cede the 94-acre site to the federal government in order to maintain the naval station. The request was initially refused, but the dispute continued on for the rest of the decade. The station was inactive from 1922 to 1925 and became an armory for the New York Naval Militia from 1928 to 1929. The dispute finally ended in 1930 when the Navy moved to facilities in Valley Stream, Long Island, North Beach Airport, which is now LaGuardia Airport, and later Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn, directly across from Reese Park. The base was vacated by June of 1930, and demolition of the base was ordered in October of the same year. Now, October 17, 1925, a ferry service was opened between Barron Island, Brooklyn, later Floyd Bennett Field Airport, and Reese Park. 1926, a short Macadam Traverse Road was created between Washington Avenue and the Ferry Terminal. The road was later paved with concrete and expanded from 20 feet wide to 40 feet wide. A small concession stand was also constructed at the west end of the park. And from 1926 to 1927, the beach protection system was expanded to the western section of the park with additional Groins installed. Nineteen twenty seven to nineteen twenty nine, Washington Avenue was widened and paved, with a sidewalk added to both Washington Avenue and the ferry transverse road. Other minor improvements to the park took place at this time. July of nineteen twenty nine, an existing one thousand car parking lot was enlarged, and by this time the patronage of Jacob Reese Park was increasing. Meanwhile, in 1929, the New York City Board of Transportation released a major expansion plan for the New York City subway. One of the new routes in the plan involved recapturing the New York Woodhaven and Rockaway Railroad, which by this time became the the Rockaway Beach branch of the Long Island Railroad, and extending it as a subway line west from Rockaway Park to Jacob Reese Park. The extension of the line to the park was never constructed. We're going to stop there and pick up with part two on Saturday with Jacob Reese park Yeah. All right. Very nice. All right, so with that in mind, I wanted to go ahead and touch on a little bit of Sweating of the Small Stuff. I know we have some of those for you this week as we're going to be reading them all on every episode of The Queen's New Yorker as well as The Legacy of Queens. All right, so here's one from Tuesday, March 9th. Well, we have already did Tuesday, March 9th, so (laughs) here's one from yesterday that was not read. And let me, let me put it here. It says, the same mental dynamics that tell us to look toward the future will only repeat themselves so that someday never actually arrives. Wow. Okay. So that was yesterday. And here is today's sweating of the small stuff for Thursday, March 11th. No one has a guarantee that they will ever be here tomorrow. Now is the only time we have and the only time that we have any control over. Oh wow. Yes. We may, yeah, that that's that instead that basically sums up life itself, folks, which means you may not be here tomorrow. So take life right now as we speak, live it day by day because you don't know what tomorrow will bring you. But on this happy note, we hope to be here on Saturday to give you episode number one hundred seventy-two, and start our start vacation and come back the following Thursday with a look at more beaches and great stuff. After that, there should be one more. Um, let's see. I think what we're going to be looking at is some more Long Island beaches. Let's see. Um, East Hampton, let's see, has that got a good history? Probably. Not too much. Yeah, looks like we could do that too. We could look at some more Long Island beaches as well. And we would basically want to touch on Jones Beach Park as well. That's one of of them that we also have to take a look at as well. So, we'll look at all those. I mean, Long Island has some great beaches as well. They're all beaches, and they all have great history, and we're going to touch base on all of them. Thanks for joining me here on the program today. Hope you have a great rest of the day, the night. Have a good weekend. We'll see you on Saturday for another edition of The Queen's New Yorker. I'm Jason Ecanio. Remember, be honest, be real, and keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. You have been watching The Queen's New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCannio internet presentation. Thank you for your support.